Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The Pac-12 is dead as we know it. So this year's going to be your last chance to bet on the Pac-12 champion. Right now, Bet Online Sportsbook has USC as the favorite to win the conference at plus 200, Oregon coming in at plus 325, Washington plus 350, two-time defending champ Utah plus 500, Oregon State at plus 1,000. If you head to Bet Online Sportsbook today and use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. I love me some Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, I think, is one of the best players in the NBA, period. But... When I think about highest paid player in the league, it's not something I expected to associate with his name. But nonetheless, he signs a record-breaking Supermax contract, $304 million overall. But this season alone, $52 million is going to be coming to Jalen Brown personally. And, uh, you know, this is a crazy stat I saw, but it's actually more money than the entire 2008 Boston Celtics roster the <laughs> or the, I should say this I think the starting five but either way that's that's a lot of money to go to one player and I understand it's inflation we all deal with inflation I go in the supermarket I feel inflation but damn the current price of an NBA superstar is insane right now I know like it will be like by next week, this will be a footnote. This won't even be the record breaking contract. The Celtics had to do it. What do you think of the deal? The Celtics had to do it. (laughs) You kind of hit it on the head right there. Uh, There's not a whole lot more I can point to other than the Celtics had to do it, which for those who don't know how we got to that number, basically. So Jalen Brown made all NBA this last season, which makes him eligible for a super max contract. And he got the super max contract because he made all NBA was drafted by the Boston Celtics is between year seven and nine of his career right now. And so as a result, he's allowed to make 35% of the salary cap in his first season and then increase pay, I believe, 8% every year after the fact. So 35% of the NBA salary cap is $52 million, like you said. And then you increase it 8% every year for the next five years, and you come out with a number of five years, $304 million for Jalen Brown, which, by the way, he won't be the highest paid player in the NBA next season. Devin Booker is also making the exact same amount of money as Jalen Brown on his Supermax extension, which goes into effect this season. And then there's the whole Damian Lillard contract that people have been talking about a lot. Uh, Jalen Brown's getting paid like one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Is Jalen Brown one of the top 10 players in the NBA? He's kind of in that 11 to 20 range. Boston kind of, that's why there was debate about what Boston would do with the Supermax extension is we're paying him like a top 10 player in the league. Cause again, only 15 players can make an all NBA team every year, which means if those 15 players all come up on a contract extension when they make all NBA, they can sign the Supermax extension, which if you're keeping track of that math in your head, say an NBA player signs a five-year contract, let's call it, four or five-year contract. That means 
every single year, three to four players become eligible for a super max extension. If you're following the math, correct. If they're somewhere between year seven and year 11 on their contract, they can become eligible for a super max extension. So every year, about four players become eligible for a super max last off season. It was Devin Booker who signed a super max, Nikola Jokic who signed a super max and Carl Anthony Towns who signed a super max. Now, one of those doesn't really fit with the other now, does it? When we're talking about Devin Booker, Nikola Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns, one of those doesn't quite match up with the rest of the group. But all three of them got Supermax extensions. And this year, the only person to get a Supermax under the new CBA terms is Jalen Brown. So the reason that the contract kind of looks as jarring is Jalen Brown getting a Supermax. The other player who signed the quote-unquote Supermax extension was DeMontis Sabonis with the Sacramento Kings. But DeMontis Sabonis, who, you know, some people say might be a top 20 player, might not be a top 20 player, but he made all NBA third team last year. DeMontis Sabonis left money on the table to sign his Supermax extension with the Sacramento Kings. So his was only worth $271 million on top of the deal that he had previously signed. So technically two players signed Supermax extensions this offseason. It was Jalen Brown and it was DeMontis Sabonis. Two players who are kind of in that in-between 11 to 20 range of best players in the league. And so both of them getting Supermax extensions both feel a little bit strange for people who are watching the NBA. But like you said off the top, Celtics had to do it and they did it. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the type of contracts that get dealt out in the NBA. You know, Dylan Brooks got a big contract from the Houston Rockets. You know, like, would I pay a player like Jalen Brown a premium contract like this? Absolutely, because I can look at Jalen Brown. You know, he just played his age 26 season going into his age 27 season. He still has room to get better. And he consistently throughout his NBA career, if you look at Jalen Brown, he just keeps getting better. He keeps working on his game and he's a perfectionist. And I think that that's one of the biggest things I've loved about watching Jalen Brown's his development. Like when he first came out of college, when he first came from Cal, a lot of people just didn't think that he'd be able to shoot <laughs> straight up. Didn't think that he would be a shooter, but he worked on his three point shot and it comes and goes. And certainly in game seven in the Eastern conference finals last year, it went, <laughs> we didn't see it much, but whenever he's hot, he's like a sniper from out there. He is incredible like his performances whenever he gets hot and then you look at his points per game average you know pretty much every year it's increased since he's been in the nba his 2020 to 2021 season was better than his 2021 to 2022 season but last year he was a 26 point per game score almost 27 points per game and as the celtics just chose to go all in on their offense kind of sacrifice their defense a little bit which may have cost them and ran more of the offense through Jalen and Jason, which you would think would just be kind of natural given what the star power is for the Boston Celtics. It is that Jalen Jason combo. I would say if the Celtics are going to do anything, if they are going to ever win a championship, it would be with that combination of Jalen and Jason. Now they they've underperformed. They've disappointed. Certainly they broke our heart many times for Boston Celtics fans, but Still, I, I look at like the other options right now. And uh, yeah, listen, two years ago, I'll admit 
like there was a point where I was like, should we split the Jays? You know, that conversation started to come up a little bit. But then seeing last year, how they rallied and unfortunately rallied under Ime Adoka, you know, kind of just shifted things. Life comes at you fast. I look at Jalen. Sometimes I even think, I know it's crazy to say, but sometimes on the court, he has moments where he even seems like a better player than Jason Tatum. The fact that he can do that, or at least suspend disbelief to make you believe he's a better player than Jason Tatum overall, tells you the type of potential this kid has. Yeah, everyone was kind of saying the Celtics need to get better. And how are they going to get better from last season? Because they didn't get over the hump. The Boston Celtics were the best regular season team in the NBA last year. Like all, uh, They were number one in SRS ranking, which for those who don't know is if you took every team in the league and played them on a neutral floor against a league average opponent, what would their point spread be? They were number one. They were number one in expected win-loss record. They were number one in efficiency rating. They had a top five offense and a top five defense. They were the best regular season team in the NBA last year. It's hard to get better than number one. The Celtics the year before that had the best defense from January 22nd or January 2022, which was when you made the video that said they should break up the Jays or consider breaking up the Jays. From that point onward, they had the best defense maybe in league history the rest of the season and came within two games of winning the NBA Finals. The Celtics are not a disappointment. The Celtics have just performed exactly to expectations. They have been a top three team in the NBA the last two years, and they have played like a top three team. They finished second in 2022 and third in 2023. They are performing to expectations, so their best chance is to run it back with these two guys. I, I should circle back to my whole split the Jays conversation back when it was also happening. At that point, I thought that they hit the ceiling that they were going to hit as a team because they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times at that point, couldn't break through, couldn't break through the Game 7 against Miami or uh, the Game 7 against Cleveland a few years prior. And it, it just seemed like they had stalled out. Then they just had their worst year ever. The offense was a mess. It was chaotic. Brad Stevens couldn't command the locker room in the same way. And I thought if anyone was going to get us to the promised land, it was going to be Brad Stevens with as head coach. And it just wasn't happening. And then again, to start that 2021-2022 season, they looked miserable. They looked awful. They looked every bit the same as the previous year's team that sucked. Or didn't suck, but were at least very average to mid. So like that that's why like my mindset has shifted to thinking this is the best we're going to get out of these two players. And then again to their credit, they proved everyone wrong. They were the best team in the NBA up until they hit the Warriors in that NBA finals. And that proved to me that this team does have another gear that they can achieve a, the goal that every team should set out to do, win a championship. And last year I don't know what happened. The Miami Heat just caught a ball of fire at the right time. And for whatever reason, every time the Celtics play the Miami Heat, I hate to say it, they just play dumb. They play stupid basketball whenever they play the Heat. Like it does they they play perfect basketball whenever they play the 76ers, the Bucks. But whenever they see that Miami Heat's uniform across from them, it just like 
all their basketball IQ just gets zapped out of their body. It, it's crazy. Yes, it's perfect. It's perfect that you describe that because I've been saying for two years, it's the Miami Heat voodoo magic, the Miami Heat practice NBA voodoo magic and just like yes. swallow up teams abilities and just make it a grinding, yes. ugly game. Because show me a single statistic between those two teams last year that would have told you Miami Heat are going to win this series. Nope, can't find it. Can't find and, it. Not only the, not only Miami's going to win this series, Caleb Martin's going to win series MVP. And the one moment that the Celtics had, the biggest moment of the series, you know, for them was a high basketball IQ play by Derek White. It's like they regained consciousness to find their basketball IQ again. And that was how they won that game. And then game seven happened and it just all zapped away. Of course, you could also write some of that up to Jason Tatum getting hurt literally in the first minute which sucked, you know, would that have been a different game? I don't know. But the fact that the first three games happened kind of tells you like, again, just the Miami heat have an ability to make the Celtics just play stupid. And by the way, when you're talking about game six, remember with two minutes to play in that game six, the Celtics were winning by seven. And the thing that everyone knew was going to happen happened, which was Miami's going to not only come back and take the lead, they're going to do it by shooting six free throws. I mean, uh, <laughs> game seven the previous year, right? Even the, yep. Even though the Celtics won that one, I don't think there's a Celtics fan in the room that would tell you if they put themselves back in that mindset of what was going to happen in game seven, that they didn't think that Jimmy Butler was going to hit that shot. Yeah, it's the Miami Heat voodoo magic. They just grind basketball down to the point where they get all of their point. By the way, the Miami Heat at the end of game six against the Boston Celtics, 13 of the final 20 points in the game between both teams, the Celtics and the Heat. At the free throw line, Miami yeah. grinded that game to dust. And then they looked up and it was like, oh, crap, Miami's winning by one point. Shit. How did that happen? <laughs> and how, how again, the fuck did that happen? <laughs> now, Caleb Martin going to get paid. Gabe Vincent paid, you know, all these guys gain contracts because of that run. Um, but, you know, circling this conversation back to Jalen, because, again, this is the subject of the video. What, what does Jalen have to do to make this contract feel worth it for the Boston Celtics? Well, Obviously, he still needs to be in that all-NBA conversation, right? Whether he's second, third team, I don't know if he'll ever be a first-team all-NBA player just given that Jason Tatum is going to take up such a large amount of possession. But as long as he's still in that second to third NBA all-NBA tier, then he he's going to live up to that contract. But he does need to show the development that fans wanted to show. It's been talked about. It goes back to the 2021-22 season. His handle... You know, I don't know if his handle is ever going to be, it's never going to be like Kyrie Irving, of course, but still you want to see him cut down on the turnovers because that's where, when we get into a series against Miami, when you get into that series against Golden State, it, it just becomes that much more of an issue. The shooting, I, again, I know it's just going to come and go in waves with Jalen. When, when he's on, again, it's like he's one of the best NBA players in the world. When he's off, you feel it. It's, it's just yeah. like his worst games just can't kill you. Prior to February of last year, I would have told you Jalen Brown is the best number two in the entire NBA, which is crazy given that like four years ago, Steph Curry was the best number two in the NBA. So, you know, all the top nine players all play for different teams. And so I would have told you, yeah, Jalen Brown's the best number two in the entire NBA. Now, granted, Kevin Durant is now the best number two in the NBA. Jamal so, Murray now has a stake 
a claim to that. But I, but I still think Jalen Brown is above Jamal Murray. And by the way, he's being compensated as such. So the best thing I can say for Jalen Brown is continue to be the best number two in the NBA. And granted, it's going to be hard for him to be better than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is still a really, really, really good basketball player. And by the way, Devin Booker's better than Kevin Durant, putting that out there, aggregate it, whatever. Devin Booker's better than Kevin Durant. But Jalen Brown is still the best number two in the NBA for all intents and purposes. And if he continues to play as such, the Celtics are going to be one of the three best teams in the NBA, regardless of who you put around those two players, whether it's Smart and Grant Williams and whoever else you want to put in there compared to Porzingis and whoever they end up sliding into the replace Marcus Smart. Like that's Listen, that's where like, Boston is. Even though they haven't won a championship and that's been frustrating, I still do trust the organization ultimately because they've never been bad since Jalen Brown has been in Boston. Heck, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals Jalen's rookie year with Isaiah Thomas. You know? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the most impressive thing that doesn't get talked about enough in the NBA. The Celtics have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals with four completely different cores in the last seven years. Like that's insane that with four completely different teams, they've gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, organizationally, they do a great job. It just it, it, I feel like it's kind of like where we were with the Los Angeles Dodgers a few years ago, right? Where it's just like, if you just keep putting yourself in the opportunity enough times, enough, it's going to happen eventually. In the meantime, while it's not happening, it is frustrating as all hell. (laughs) The best comparison I can think of is the New York Yankees of the last 10 years, because they keep changing players and changing cores of the team, but they're always consistently very good. And This is the part that I I didn't want to get into the championship conversation with the Celtics because that gets complicated and convoluted because their best chance to win a championship has passed. Like they will not have a better chance of winning a championship than last year playing Miami in that conference finals and being up two games to one against that Golden State Warriors team in 2022, which when we look back on that team 10 years from now, that 22 Warriors team is going to be one of the weakest NBA champions of the last 20 years. The Celtics are not going to have a better chance to win a championship than the last two years, but that doesn't mean they still have a very good chance of winning the championship. And that doesn't mean that if they don't get back to the NBA finals, this Jalen Brown contract is going to be a flop because that's not the measurement for success for the Celtics at this point. They had their best chance of winning the championship and they dropped the ball. Steph Curry took their soul in 2022 and then Andrew Wiggins did what he did in game five of the finals in and Boston didn't have a comeback at that point because Jason Tatum was playing on an injured ankle and was tired from all the work that he was putting in in the playoffs. He ran out of gas. And last year they lost to Miami when they should have beat Miami. Like they're not going to have a better chance of winning a championship than those last two years, but they still will be a successful team even while paying Jalen Brown what they're paying him. All right, guys. Well, you know, the Jalen Brown contract is what it is. It's just kind of what you have to pay a all NBA player in the NBA currently. But what do you think? You think do you think it was an overpay? Let us know in the comments section. Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.